Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs it for three. Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it. Let me step back and kiss myself. Oh my MVP time. the City Assassin does it again. The calendar has officially flipped to 2023, and we still don't know what the Bulls are going to do. They could be sellers at the deadline. They could be making a move. There's a big stretch coming up here. Split the last back-to-back to end 2022. Going to dive into everything about this team. We're going to look ahead a little bit to the trade deadline as well on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz. Hope everybody's having a happy and safe new year. Alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Ball C.J. Watson. CJ, there's still a lot of unknowns with this team as we're flipping the calendar. But, I mean, big stretch coming up here this week. Yeah, it's a big stretch. You know, the uh, Bulls closed uh, the 2022 on a, on a semi-good basis, you know. So, just seeing what 2023 would bring and hopefully it's a lot better. You know, they ended the year well after that Timberwolves game. We wrote them off for dead. Mm-hmm. They should be 5-1 and one after that game, but the referees didn't call a foul on DeMar DeRozan's shot for the second time this year. And now they're going into 2023, 2023 with a loss, going to Cleveland. There's so much to get to with these guys. <laughs> but before we do, I have to tell you all about our great friends at Bet Online. Basketball is in full swing. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. NFL playoffs are just around the corner. Week 18 is coming up fast, and the national championship is set for college football. Georgia and TCU, who'd have thought that a few months ago? <laughs> you can bet on everything there at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. That college football playoff semifinal last week. Those are two of the best games I've ever watched. I covered one of them. That was crazy. National championship should be fun as well. Don't forget, we also have an official store of the network and an official t-shirt of the show. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. The guys do a great job putting that together. There's stuff to support all of the shows on the network, but the official shirt of our program, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance at the Believe Shop. There's a lot of goodies there, like this hat that I keep wearing on the show as well. So Bulls ended the calendar year on a back-to-back. They blew out the Pistons, finally. They didn't look like they were going to, but they did. 132-108, Zach Levine, 43 points. I got thoughts on Zach coming up in a second. Then the next day, Cavs beat him 103-102. DeMar DeRozan missed a buzzer beater, but the last two-minute report said he was indeed fouled. That's the second time this year that has happened. The Bulls, I mean, they are just getting lit up. Offensive glass, three-point shooting, it's just they've got to shore these things up, and they're not showing many signs of it. 
Yeah, no, not not at all. You know, I think uh, that's what we've been saying the whole year. Uh, guarding the three-point line, guarding the perimeter is a big thing. And like you said, offensive rebounds also. Hopefully they can kind of clear those things up, you know, and get back, uh, get back to their winning ways. So my guy, Kevin Anderson, Bulldog Anderson over at NBC Sports Chicago, he does a great job leading the Bulls content there. I mean, he, he did that when I interned there. He's still doing a great job. He put out a tweet. He gets all these random stats out there. I don't know where he finds this. <laughs> and in the Bulls' last three games, they have given up in their top five second chance points allowed. That can't keep happening. You're seeing these trends, game in, game out, second chance points and three-point shooting. I mean, you, I, we've, I feel like a broken record when we come yeah. on here talking about these needs at that area. But the reality is that's the biggest weakness of this team, and they're not getting better. That's worrisome for me as we enter. We're getting into trade season here. So you've either got to make a move to put yourself in the playoff position or you're going to end up sellers at the deadline. Yeah, it just goes back to the point, like, what are they watching in film? Like, what are they doing in practice? Uh, you keep saying the same thing over and over. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, obviously as the players, as a former player, you would want to, you know, take heed to it and kind of change that. But the Bulls keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And like I said, I don't know if they're really getting the point or who's the, the one's not telling them. Or I don't know what the situation is. <laughs> I mean, the best way I said it over and over, this team is just absolutely maddening this year. Yeah. You're seeing just, the same mistakes, but someone who seems to be getting better is Zach Levine. I feel like we're starting to see the Zach Levine we've been waiting for this year. 43 points against Detroit. I want to say he had 18 or something like that in the first quarter. I even yeah. tweeted, this is the Zach Levine we've been waiting for. Not so much on the defensive end, but we knew that going <laughs> in. But it seems like he's becoming Zach again. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, just over time of the season, you know, players start to find their rhythm, find their roles and just be more aggressive at certain points. I know back when I was playing and I went to different teams, it took me a couple months, like around December, January was when I started to really uh, find my role and find, you know, having a good five or six games in a row, you know, and keeping that ball rolling. So I think, you know, around this time, we'll see him to continue to score more, but hopefully, like you said, bring the defense also with it. Exactly. And I know it's one thing to drop 43 points on the Pistons. I mean, that's they're not a good team this year. They're down Cade Cunningham for the year. They're going to be in contention for that number one pick in Victor Wembanyama, which you, everybody wants right. Victor <laughs> Wembanyama. Like that's why everybody wants the Bulls to tank, even though it's probably not the best idea. But that's neither here nor there. But it, even beyond the stats, you watch him around the rim. I know there are stats that prove this, but he's getting better around the rim. The three point shot is coming back. He's got that explosiveness that we've been waiting to see with you know coming back from the knee injury. What made him so dangerous? So the fact that he's coming into his own here, how important is that for this team, which is currently four games under 500? Uh, that's very important. Like he's a he's a franchise player. He's the guy that we need uh, to be uh, aggressive every single night uh, offensively, and uh, we need him to score. So um, being him, uh, him being aggressive and being you know finding his rhythm is going to help the team in uh, numerous amounts of ways, and it's going to free up things for other people also. And I've been outspokenly critical. Oh, Zach Levine this year. I mean, I feel like we both have with, especially on defense, you got to play both ends of the court. I, mean, yep. I know you're big on that. I know like that's my big thing. You got to play both ends, but you give credit where it's due. He's finding a rhythm. And we have asked the question, we talk about trades and we're going to get into like a bigger conversation kind of about trade season right now. Zach Levine is eligible to be traded. Now we have said, right. don't do that. Like yep. at least for this year, if he keeps playing like this, as you reassess this roster, he's the guy you have to build around, right? 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think you definitely build around him uh, rather than DeMar. He's younger. Uh, like you said, definitely coming off a knee injury, but definitely getting his legs and stuff back. So I think building around him would be great. Uh, find another big man to pair with him. Like you said, a point guard. Hopefully if Lonzo doesn't come back uh, the rest of this year or even, you know, in the future. So definitely he's one to build around and hopefully see the foreseeable future for the Bulls to get to the playoffs and make runs. Yeah, who knows when or if Lonzo's coming <laughs> back. It sounds like he's been getting shots up. For Billy Donovan, like very little shooting. I don't think he can jump a lot, but it sounds like there's progress there. Yeah. It's still wait and see if he comes back. I'm I'm really glad we're done with the when Lonzo comes back conversation because right, it, yeah. <laughs> it could be this month, it could be next month, it could be next year. We we don't know. So yeah, I agree with you. Bring in another big, maybe, or I mean, Booch is on an expiring contract. That's part of the conversation yeah. I want to get to with the trade season. We're little more than a month away from the trade deadline. This team's four games under 500. They're the 11 seed as we flip to January. You know, when this podcast drops, it'll play another game against Cleveland. That could make an impact. But essentially a month out from the deadline, we keep saying they need to make a move. And that's why I think Zach Levine needs to be the cornerstone when you're going through the deadline. Then it's about, okay, let's build it around him. Even Iota Sumu is, he scored his thousandth point, by the way. That's <laughs> amazing second round right. pick doing that before the new year like he's played what a season and a, not even a season and a half right like, yeah i think those are the guys you look at and you have to have conversations about trading demar and i think nikola vucevic is a prime trade candidate oh yeah for sure i think everyone's on the on the trading block at this point um front office has a lot to do um like you said and uh to fi really figure out who they want to build around and what pieces they want to keep what pieces they want to trade so i think they have a lot of work to do in the next you know month and a half or whatever and try to see if they can really you know bolster this roster uh, to make a run for this year or you know just really tank or and, and get ready for next year <laughs> we have been adamant about not blowing this thing up yeah. when i talk about making a move i don't mean blow it up i'm talking there's got to be a way i'm having you put your GM hat on. I'm asking you to be GM CJ right now. Yeah. You can with this roster make a trade and not go into a rebuild, right? I, I think that's sustainable with this group. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that that's what I mean. If I was a GM, that's what I want to do. Like as you can see throughout the season, the Bulls have enough to to win games in the NBA. They just kind of can't really get it. Uh, in that crunch time situations, obviously, I hate the last two minute report because why would you say someone got fouled but you didn't call it? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but uh, the Bulls have enough with this roster that they currently have to win games and to make it to the playoffs. So I think you definitely have to find some way to make a trade here and there to make this roster a little better so you can make a run in the playoffs. Obviously, you might not be championship material, but you never know what happens in the in the NBA. So you just never know. So just try to figure it out as close as you can. See, this is my thing when it comes to tanking. And I, I mean, I've been with... With the Bears, it's been a completely different story because, I mean, that roster is just bad. But I don't, I don't like comparing different sports, but just for the sake of argument, like I have been on the train for the Bears to tank this year. There's no lottery. They've got the second worst record in the NFL. They've got the second pick. They've got a chance to get the first pick. Right. The NBA, you've got a lottery. So you would be not only losing a lot of games, but you'd be putting your chances of the number one pick in literally a lottery drawing, like yeah, yeah. wherever the lottery balls fall. So I think as a major market team, now, I mean, let's say that I, I could be saying this about the Knicks. I could be saying this about the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't want to rebuild. Like you right. can retool and still be competitive. Like, yeah. So you don't get a top four pick. Okay. You, there are still dudes you can go get. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And definitely you can get better in the in the offseason and free agency. So uh the draft is definitely a way to bolster your roster, but I wouldn't just depend on it. Uh like I said, I, let's live in the now moment and just let's live with the team we have now and make a couple moves to get better. And if not, you know, just wait for the offseason. I mean, one team you can look at is the Pistons. <clears throat> They're building through the draft. I think Cade Cunningham's gonna yeah. be a really good player if he gets healthy. Jaden sure. Ivy was one of my favorite players coming out of Purdue. He's going to look good. Yep. I think they, they're building through the draft. Houston, who, by the way, just blew the doors off the Bulls, by the way. I just want to yeah. throw that out there. They're building through the draft. They've got some good pieces. I'm really high on Jalen Green. Yep. You know, they're building through the draft. They're looking long-term. I mean, that's a long, painful rebuild process. Yep. You are in market number three. You are a big market team. Act like it. Don't tear this thing down. So, so you break up your big three. You can still get DeMar, De- DeMar DeRozan's trade value is very good. Right. I think you can still get something for Nikola Vucevic, too. If you can acquire a first-round pick, you don't need to tank. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, every market is different. And the fans in Chicago, they want to win. They're not about rebuilding. So you got you want to keep your fan base. You don't want to uh, make your fans mad. You don't want, you know, you still got to sell tickets and all that kind of stuff. So the Bulls can still be competitive and still compete for championships. It's just, you know, what is the front office going to do? Which way are they going to go? And uh, hopefully, you know, it's uh, they make the right moves. Well, and that question is one that we're going to keep asking because Arturis and Mark Eversley, they don't leak. You don't find out a lot about this stuff. I remember when the Nikola Vucevic trade went down, I remembered it because I was between jobs. I was literally, I was substitute teaching. Right. I got an alert on my phone. Like they had Nikola Vucevic. They heard nothing about that. And I mean, I was doing the podcast at that time. There was nothing connecting the Bulls to Nikola Vucevic. So we don't know what direction these guys are going to go. But you look at this roster to me, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and I hate to say this, but it's got to be part of the conversation. Alex Caruso have the highest trade values right now. Right. Yeah, I think uh, one of those three have to go. Um, But I think you maybe keep Alex just for his defense's purposes because his team is terrible defensively. (laughs) But uh, I think maybe get another big man, a quality big man for Vooch, or maybe keep drumming and bring another uh, guy off the bench. Um, Like I said, I don't don't know. Go small and just see how things work out. But um, they definitely have to do something, and something has to be done, uh, you know, probably ASAP. Well, Billy Donovan's had success with small rosters too. Right. Like yeah. you can play small and succeed. You've got to be prepared to go against, you know, your your Giannis's, your Joel right. Embiid's. I mean, yeah. you go against those like your Jokic, even if you play on the Western Conference side. Like you got guys you got to go against, right. but you can succeed with a small ball lineup. You just got to improve the three point shooting if you do. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the biggest thing. If you're going to go play small, you got to be able to shoot the three ball and and play defense because at the end of the day, you're just going to switch everything, all that kind of stuff anyway. But you got to be able to make plays, uh, have guys who can get it off the dribble and get to the basket. But three-point shooting is definitely high in uh, today's NBA. You know, and it's January 2nd we're recording this. I don't have names yet. I mean, there are. it's just the start of trade season because you're a month out here. I say again, the Bulls are the 11 seed right now. I I still think this team can sneak in the play-in tournament. Like yeah. to me, the play-in tournament is not the end of the world because that's where I thought they'd be. I mean, right. so you could get into oh well, they were the the 10 seed versus the 7 seed. My expectation was the play-in tournament anyway. That's how I'm going to look at this. And right. who knows, they could be a higher seed depending. I mean, did you? I don't know if you saw Shams's report that Nate McMillan has apparently considered resigning his position. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, crazy. <laughs> I still think that Atlanta situation could have big impacts on the bulls too. So right. I don't want this team to mortgage everything right now because you can still back your way into the playoffs. And Billy Donovan has taken teams that should not be in the playoffs to the postseason. 
Yeah, like I said, they still have enough to win, even if they make a couple moves. Um, they're not far uh, out of the plane, like you said. And even if they, you know, get to the play in, win, win the game, and get to the playoffs and be the eight seed, I don't think anyone thought the Bulls were going to win the championship this year. I think if they get to the playoffs of the eight seed, maybe even upset the one seed, that's a that's a great season in their eyes, you know. So I think that's a that's something very capable that they can do. Whoever gets the one seed, they can definitely beat them. And they've proven they can beat the top teams in the league. We had this discussion last week. They can't beat the bad teams. Right. I was really happy that they beat the Pistons. I mean, they they won by 24. The game was not that much of a blowout until toward right. the end. Like, I mean, they the Pistons kept pace with them because the Pistons, they're a young, scrappy team. They got nothing yep. to lose. That Those teams scare me. I talked about that at length. But this week, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Utah, Boston, those are the teams that, okay, if you want this chatter to stop, if you want people like us to quit sitting here saying, okay, trade this guy, trade this guy, I think you've got to win three of these games. Oh yeah, for sure. If, if not all of them, you know, these are the teams that you yeah. may see in the, in the playoffs. So I think this is a great test for them to see uh, how much they learned from the past. And uh, I think a couple of these teams they beat already. So definitely capable of winning these games. Just uh, are they going to be consistent? Uh, we don't want them to win one game and then the ne- next two win or lose the next two or whatever. So want to be consistent and win, you know, at least three or four of these things, especially get these great teams. They've beaten Brooklyn. They've beaten Boston. I don't think they beat in Philadelphia. They came close, but they, they can't stop Joel Embiid. I mean, yeah, he is just yeah. a Bulls killer. Yep. He's like, uh they they have nobody for him. I don't think anyone in the league has anything for him, really. Yeah. Uh, so it's very tough for them to guard him. But uh hopefully Bush can do something with him. Maybe throw some more double teams at him. Um and uh maybe just use his, use the fouls on him. I don't know, make him tired. <laughs> I mean, if you can get him to foul out, great. I mean, that's right. the that was the strategy with Giannis when they went to overtime with the Bucks. Like Giannis had five fouls, just attack the ram and try to draw a right. foul because then he's out of the game you don't have to worry about him anymore like, right yeah that goes back to our conversation about going with a small lineup too is you run into the, you run into these guys yeah yeah for sure and i think the, the bulls just set up with too many jump shots also that's the thing, biggest thing for them and uh they can attack the basket keep being aggressive and put the honus on the rest to make a call i think nine times out of ten you're gonna get a foul called at some point unless it's you know demar shooting a buzzer beater and it yeah. doesn't get called but i I watched that replay. I didn't think initially it was a foul, but I didn't mean I didn't watch it enough times to dive into that. I didn't think it was a foul either. I just thought maybe he just missed it, you know, just miscalculated the shot or whatever. But uh, the last two minutes important said he got fouled. So, hey, he should have got fouled. (laughs) I I agree with you. What's the point of the last two-minute report besides just pissing fans off? Too too many analytics these days. Just just let the <laughs> let the game be played, man. It's too much. <laughs> I mean, I like to know when the refs got one right and got one wrong. Like, I mean, I do that with with baseball when like you you got the home plate umpire like, oh, he's got a ninety six percent strike rate, which I don't think that even happens. But like, you've got right. a really strong. You call it like it is. Right. I like that stuff, but the last two minute report most of the time it just makes me angry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially as a fan or someone watching the game, I think uh, it's just it's just pointless. And I think if, if you're going to do that, you should find the refs or something. Because if they made a blow a call like that, and it uh, happens to knock the Bulls out of the out of the playoff hunt uh, for one game, that could be very critical to their season. And you know, a lot of players can get mad at that, or the team, or franchise, or whatever. So I think something should be see, should be said for that last two minute report instead of just saying he got fouled. The refs should get fined or something. The next time they won't make, they'll be more on point with the calls. Yeah, I mean, something like that. And you talk about the margin of error here. We've talked about this. We are a year removed from DeMar DeRozan hitting back-to-back buzzer beaters on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. That was the difference between making the playoffs and making the play-in tournament last year. So the margin of error is slim, especially when you're four games under 500, 36 games through the season. Yeah, yeah. Those things are very close and critical. So, you know, 
Um, there's really nothing you can do about it, but just, you know, just move on to the next game. But hopefully, you know, they're not in that situation again. Yeah, and you've got, again, opportunities is going to be the key word here, Vindy. These games, none of these are going to be easy because Cleveland's got a big roster too. Brooklyn, what about Brooklyn? That They've won, what, 11 in a row or something like that? They are yeah, just crazy. Yeah, it's they're, unreal they're, they're considering they're where right they now. were. Yeah, where they were the last time the Bulls <laughs> played them, that was right after they fired or Steve Nash resigned. I got to get that right. They did not fire Steve Nash. Steve Nash resigned. And you had the Kyrie situation. And now they're red hot. Philadelphia, you, they, the Bulls just cannot beat the Sixers. I will be very surprised if they beat Philadelphia. Utah, they beat, they have beaten Utah, by the way, which that situation, I think they're coming back down to earth. And then you got Boston, who's also hot, but you've beaten them twice. So you've got a really good chance here to win three of these games, but I'm, I'm with you. The more I'm thinking about it, three and two would maybe quiet some of the chatter about blowing this thing up and making big trades. Yeah. You win all five here, you're going to shut a lot of people up. Yeah, you're you're back in contention. You know, you're back at uh, 500 or whatever, and you're back into getting that confidence that you once had, uh, especially from last year, and just rolling the second half of the season. That's what you want uh, going to the you know into the new year. Yeah, and we're in trade season. It is officially. I mean, the trade deadline right now is a, it's what a month and a week away from when we're recording this. And I'm going to use a line from Ross Dellinger. To, he covers college football for Sports Illustrated. Consider everything, believe nothing. I right, think that's yeah. the best way to approach trade trade season. He uses that for the coaching carousel and transfer portal and all that college football. Yeah. I think it applies really well here because you're going to hear rumors. You're going to hear everybody. You're going to hear Kobe White's name come up. You're, right. gonna, you're probably going to hear Zach's name come up. Yeah. You're going to hear DeMar, Vooch. I mean, everything to me, everybody on the roster besides, I, I think you keep Zach. I don't think you trade Zach right now. You definitely don't trade Iota Sumo right now. Right. If you can keep Caruso, Unless they throw you a bag with a bunch of picks, right? Then you keep Caruso. Other than that, even even Kobe White, I think everybody's available. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I said before, everybody's on the table. You want to listen to any and every offer uh, to see if that makes your team any better. But like you said, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they say Billy Donovan's going to fire, be fired, or something like that. So, like you said, consider everything and believe nothing until it happens. <laughs> well, I think Billy's safe because he signed that extension in the off season, which I still have right. my thoughts on how that was handled. Like I don't know why you don't put out a press release. Give him a victory lap or something. You made the playoffs. Right. That yeah. after you make the playoffs, you're riding high. So you lost. So you got blown out by the Bucks. I didn't right. think they were going to beat the Bucks. I was hoping they would, but I didn't think they were going to. You right. can say, "Hey, we made the playoffs. He took this roster there. We're going to reward him with an extension." Not enough with the secret stuff. I, I don't like secrets. Yeah, that's what I say. You never know. Like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if there's rumors out there that they want to fire him or whatever, move in a different direction. So, like I said, it's it's a. Uh, during this time, it's going to be crazy the things you hear, the things that are actually true. So, like I said, just believe believe nothing until it really happens. Well, and that's like you all these accounts. I mean, there are insiders all right. over the place. And I'm talking like there are people you've never heard of that are like, hey, I've got sources telling me that the Mavericks are interested in Zach Levine. Or like there are people in the front office that are big fans of Zach Levine. To me, that reads like, okay, you talked to a couple people who were maybe – they like Zach Levine's game and they work in the Mavericks front office. I don't know the details right. or sources. I've been there. You yeah. you hear from a lot of different people in this job and I don't want to knock anybody's sources. I don't want to sound like I'm saying that, but my, my point is the louder it gets, the more maybe you buy stock into it. Like these passing rumors, that's, this is yeah. where social media gets crazy. Like, I mean, I know we, we aggregate. It's what we do on the show. I don't do my original reporting here. I try to vet these as best I can and see if I can find it multiple places. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, especially on social media, you know, you read and hear anything, and 
all these bot accounts, you never know what's true or what's fake or these accounts which are, are true or fake. So like I said, I'll just, uh, if Roll, if Wolves doesn't say it, then it's not true yet. <laughs> Poor Shams. Shams is my guy. Right, yeah, yeah, Shams. Yeah. More Shams. so Wolves. <laughs> hey, by the way, Shams, proud graduate of Loyola Chicago, by the way. Um, so we got to gotta rep, gotta represent the Ramblers here. I mean, Shams, that's my dude. Like. So if Shams and Woj are obviously the big ones, but I mean, you've got, you got Jake Fisher who he used to be at Bleacher Report. Now he's at Yahoo. He does great work. Chris Haynes at Bleacher Report. Like yep. these guys are usually the ones in the know. And there's other ones too, like Mark Stein still around and yep. Brian Windhorse, you know, Wendy, like right. he, he still knows stuff. Like there's accounts to follow here. And there's other, like, I know, I know like Scoop B, Scoopy Robinson's one of my guys too. Yep. We had him on the show when I was at Loyola. Like he has sources too. He's broken yep. stuff. Like, there are guys you follow for this. You've just got to be really careful treading the waters here as yeah, you follow sure. these rumors and don't latch on to like stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like you said, uh, that's a great quote, you know, believe, believe nothing until it really happens. Uh, but like you said, uh, this is definitely the time of where all these rumors will start coming out and um, hopefully, you know, it's to make the bulls better not worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's the goal here. I don't, I don't want this thing blown right. up. I, I'm tired of yeah. those calls. Like, it they were, let's say this record was six and thirty six. Obviously, something's really wrong. You've got to blow this thing up. Four yeah, games still, under yeah. five hundred. Like, yeah, you're right there still. Yeah, there's no need to hit the panic button. You're lightly pressing it, but not really hitting it yet. Right, and you look at the standings. Like, I mean, I had the standings up earlier. They are technically, in terms of like games played and everything, they are technically tied with the Wizards in terms of like record. The Bulls have played two less games, therefore it's a, a tie. But right. in terms of winning percentage, they're a game back in the win column, a game back in the loss column. So yeah. they're close here. And I mean, Atlanta, that I'm still monitoring that situation in Atlanta. I mean, I've told yeah. I've talked about the last three weeks here. That has my eye, especially after Shams' report about Nate McMillan. But I mean, it's jam packed here. I still think if you make the play in tournament, you're not out of the lottery in the play in tournament. You've got right. to make the playoffs to be out right, of the lottery. Yeah. Like they're still in a good spot. It's not time to even think about who tank for Wembenyama. You, there is so much that needs to happen to get the number right. one pick. It's not worth it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we have like one of the easiest schedules too, the going on, uh, going yeah, forward. Yes. So I think that's a, a great, you know, uh, boost to, to the team's confidence right there that we can still change and turn this thing around. Like we talked about this week here, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Utah, Boston, that that's a gauntlet right there. Yeah. And Utah or uh, Philadelphia and Utah is back back. Like that's not easy. Then you've got, you know, the Wizards, the Thunder, the Warriors, the Pistons again, the Hawks, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Magic, like things, it, it, get through this. And right. then you're smooth sailing. If you want to be able to, I mean, you've got to be able to beat Washington. You got to be able to beat Atlanta. You do right. that. If you beat Indiana too, like you're going to put yourself in that play in conversation and you're going to end all of this talks about blow up, blow up, like, no, make some moves, build for the future, but also stay competitive now. That's why a guy like maybe even Jakob Pertle is a guy that they can maybe, make that happen. Oh, there were rumors right. about that last year. If you want a big guy, like right. there are guys out there that can still help you be competitive. Oh yeah, for sure. They got to win, uh, like I said, three or four in a row, keep that streak going and uh, not win one, lose one, win two, lose one or lose two. Uh, they got to be three or four, you know, more five or six, something like that. It's just to be, get back over 500 and, and get some cushion. There. None of these three game win streaks and blowout losses to bad teams. And I mean, I know right. we talk about the Rockets <laughs> having high upside. That's a bad team cannot right, yeah, lose sure. to the Houston Rockets yeah, yeah. this year, especially at home. Yeah. That's a yeah, bad road team. Yeah, yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, so you've got to win the games you're supposed to win, and that's going to make a world of difference here. But, you know, trade season's here. We're going to talk, I guarantee, we're going to probably bring up a 
rumors or go around like the rumor mill, any names or anything. We're going to go through that this next month. I mean, bear with us. We're going to, we're going to help you out here to navigate the landscape here. Cause there's so many reports and rumors and everything. Like we, I try to do a good job of aggregating and telling you like what other people are hearing and giving them credit and everything. We're going to do the best we can to navigate it here. So stick with us. It's going to be a busy month in on the court, off the court. A lot of things are going to happen here. I mean, it's exciting. It makes it fun for us. Like we get to talk yeah. about all these what if scenarios. Like right. that's fun. It just gets chaotic. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, def- definitely don't believe us either. You know, just believe the reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, notice I quit giving out picks on the bet online reads here. Don't believe us. Okay. I mean, we'll we'll tell you what other people are saying. We're just the messengers here. Right. Like, yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, please. I mean, keep subscribe to us, please. Like, right. we, we promise. We try to just. We're the messenger here. We're trying to provide you with information. We're doing the work so you don't have to. That way you. Right. You can chill out. You can unplug from your phone. I have, I'm cannot unplug from my phone for some reason. So I got you. I got you covered. We got you. Right. We're, yeah. We're going to have you covered here through the next month. You're on Believe in Bulls. You're on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. By the way, that promo code is really good. 50% welcome bonus. There's so much going on right now in sports. It's so great. Buy our shirt too. Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance exclusively at the Believe shop. CJ, this is a big month coming up here. We're going to start with the big week though, in terms of games. Like we're going to reconvene here Thursday for Friday's show. We're going to learn a lot in the next few days. Oh, yeah. We're going to see where their mentality is at, where their mindset is at, and uh, how much a dog fight they got at them to really turn this thing around. So hopefully we're talking positive on uh, on Thursday and, uh, and not negative. <laughs> yeah, that's the hope. Hopefully we can talk about a win. I'm, I'm, I keep saying I'm tired of talking about losses. Right, and, yeah, for sure. And I think all but like two episodes, they have yeah. lost before we've recorded. Like, yeah. please win. I just want to talk about some wins and not have to talk about, oh, here they won, but then they lost. Right, yeah. No, I'm tired Let's keep our day positive and brightening and not making it worse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We will see you back here later this week. Enjoy the games and enjoy trade season. We'll see you back here Friday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.